0: Well, we're super glad you're here today. I think Pastor already asked, was anybody here for the first time that we didn't, maybe you came in and, and we'd already asked if you were here for the first time. We just love that you're here. We love all of you here. If you're here for the second time, third time, 100th, 1,000th, maybe you're like me and you've been here 10,000 times. I'm glad to be here. It's always fresh. It's always new. It's always exciting because we're so blessed as a church. We have great leaders. We have great pastors. Today, we're excited because it's Pastor Appreciation Day. Pastor Don, Pastor Sue, Pastor Tim, Pastor Eve, Pastor Sean, Pastor Dana. We have, we're blessed with lots of cool pastors, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Amen. Yeah, let's give him a big hand. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So before we get going too far, I want them to put up our PowerPoint. I want you to grab your Bible if you, have, if you don't have your Bible on you, just just hold your neighbors with them. <laughs> Grab a hold of something, and then say this with me. Ready? Begin. This is my Bible. I live by its truth. I walk in its light. I rest in its promises. I'm empowered by its love. I overcome by the faith that is produced from receiving this seed sown into my heart. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. It's not just a thing we say, it's a reality. It's the living word of God. It's in you, it's part of you, in Him, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're so excited. We're so blessed. Like I said, we have such great pastors. It's Pastor Appreciation Day. We've never really done anything special to, even though we're all very appreciative and thankful for our pastors, but we're just extra thankful. This week is national. Maybe it's global. I'm not sure, but it could be any day. But we're so thankful for our pastors. We are so blessed. And so I just, I was asked to come share a few things and, about our pastors. And, and then I got off track a little bit this first service as I was just got into the message and just went, I don't know where I went. If you want the raw, unedited version, get the tape from first service. I got to be a little more refined. I straightened up my collar a little bit. Um, for this service. So if you need that, you know, the raw unedited, get the first service tape. This one's going to be a little bit more, you know, sleek, like this glass, you know. The first one was a little, you know, rougher around the edges. I brought my, you know, whatever. That's okay. Anyway, we're so thankful that you're here this morning. We're so thankful for our pastors. And as I was meditating about the time and just being able to come and share, I'm so blessed to even be part of this church. I've been actually faithfully attending this church since 1997. Um, and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for our pastors having a church here and opening up their heart to a crazy wild young man who was getting ready to go in the Marine Corps who wanted him to baptize him down on the river and right in the f- freezing. Yeah. <clears throat> they say February free. All I know I just remember freezing. And and so and I went into the Marines, and as I was getting out of the Marines, I prayed to God, and I just said, God, I want to do what you want me to do. And I remember him saying, I want you to go to Solid Rock Faith Center, and Pastor Don is going to mentor you in the things of the Lord and raise you up. And there's so many special things in my life that have been touched by our pastor, and you know, Pastor Sean just—we're uh, we so close. My best friend, and then Pastor Tim has just um, just been amazing. We we're so—and I have lots of other friends and leaders in wisdom, people in this room that are wise who've spoken into my life and made a deposit. Yeah, Bill, you too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so blessed. I—I I remember a Pastor one day. He said that the Lord was speaking to him, and I remember, I don't know if it was in front of the whole church or not, but maybe it was in a men's meeting, but he said, what if, what if God asked you, and he said God asked him, What if I didn't ask you to be great, but I asked you to raise greatness? You're all in here today because God's called you to greatness, and our pastor is committed, and our pastor's team staff, and leaders. It's in our blood to raise greatness, to bring you to the top, because we want you more than anything to fulfill the calling that God has in your life, and I'm excited about that today. I don't know. I don't look like it quite yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming at you. Don't worry. Did you guys put the padding on the back walls back there? Dave, I was about to blast him. He was like, boom! He went up against the back wall. The power hit him. No, I'm just kidding, but that's what I was envisioning. <clears throat> but we have a great church because we have great people who love God who are generous and so we're we're excited today so I just, wanted to, I just wanted to tell you that I believe there's an anointing uh, for your lives for increase. I've been praying about this. There's promotion coming to you. There's ideas, there's opportunities, there's restoration coming for, for people that have been lost. I'm just seeing people coming back to the Lord. Even this last week, I had an opportunity to pray with a young man who's riding in my truck and just got, got real right then and there. And I just felt the Holy Spirit and I just said, listen, I'm just, I'm this, I'm just going to share something with you, and it's just the power of God came in there, and I'm not usually one to get too, like, you know, teary or anything like that, but I was just, like, having a hard time containing it in my truck, and God just rocked this guy, and just, um, I thought, I was hoping he was going to be here this morning, but anyway, he'll be around, we'll get him, I'll have to go pick him up or something, but it's okay. But God is, I said that only to say that there's, God is fresh and new and he's going to be working through you in ways that you've thought about and know about and understand that it's part of what he wants to do through you. But I'm just telling you, there's going to be opportunities. Just keep your eyes open. Have the discernment. God's spirit is flowing through you to meet and touch other people's lives like never before. There's an anointing. It's ready. It's available. His power his word, his truth, his healing, it's all going to be flowing through you like you've never seen it before. And we're getting testimonies every week that that lives are being changed, touched, healed, delivered. So say, oh, well, it hasn't happened to me yet. Hang on. Hang on. I love the song we learned in children's church. Faith is like a rope. Remember that one, Hudson? Yeah. I don't remember how it goes exactly. But Hey go, you hit your rope when you pray. The answer is yours that very day. You keep on pulling and don't let go until you reach the end of your faith rope. That's right, I got it. Woo! Anyway, Pastor Appreciation. I love this. As I was praying, I was thinking about this scripture, and Paul said in third John, if you have your outlines, some of this you're gonna to have to read at home. But it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy, no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. If there's something that I know about our pastors, their wives, our leadership, I'm telling you today, That's their greatest joy. Their greatest joy, like Paul, is knowing that the body, that the believers, that they're discipling and training and equipping and empowering and encouraging are walking in the truth. The truth sets people free. You guys are just blessed today to have such wonderful pastors. I'm so thankful we are blessed as a body to have such awesome men and women of God to lead us. We're so blessed to have pastors that have a passion for Jesus. Jesus. They are committed to see people go from darkness to light. A desire to sow the word of power into your life and watch it produce. They lead, they feed, and protect. They provide a covering. And we are so thankful. Amen? They make deposits into our lives. And I was thinking about it this morning. When you go to the bank, what are you doing? Making a deposit. Now, what if you don't have, what if you don't have your ATM card and you're trying to make a deposit? And you're going to the wall and there's a little VersaTeller thing, an ATM machine. VersaTeller's old school, right? Now they call it just ATM, automatic teller, but back in the day, they called it (laughs) VersaTeller. That's old school right there. So you go there, if you don't have your card, can you put money in? No, there's identification required, you can't just go, just go up there and start putting it in and it's just automatically going to go, not yet at least, you have to have some kind of ID. God, what I'm telling you today is God is making deposits in our lives. He knows uniquely your PIN number, your ID number, what you're created for, what you're designed to do, what he's placed in you, what he's equipped you for, the gifts, talents, and abilities that he's placed in you. He knows how to activate them. He knows how to make deposits in you so that you can flourish. God's making deposits. And so there's things in our life that I believe we want to receive. Everybody wants to receive? I'm not feeling I'm not feeling it. If I just said, if I wanted to give you a million dollars, you'd be wanting to receive that? Yeah, i be like, woo, bring it in my account right now. <clears throat> you wanna to receive today. And I'm telling you, we have an awesome God who wants to give. He's the father of life. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. He's a giver, he's a generous God like Pastor was talking about. We live to give, we love to give. And so we're blessed today. I just want to talk about how to continue to receive from the men and women of God in our church. How do you receive from God himself? We have to be open. We, want, we have to want to receive. And if you look at these containers over here, we are all vessels. We are all containers. If you look around the room, don't, don't be staring or anything. But if you look around the room, we're all different shapes and sizes. We're different colors. We have different physique. <clears throat> I didn't pick on anybody last service except for myself, I think, if I... I'm pretty sure. So I'll keep it that way. So some of us have a different physique. This one has handles on it. You know what I'm saying? It, I prefer something a little more smooth, you know, like this. I'm working on that. This right here, now this is more the fancy person, right? They stick their finger out on the side. A little tea time, eh? All right. I need a, I need a refill on that one. Okay. Okay. So we have different containers. We have different things. God is making a deposit into our life. God's constantly pouring into you and I. He's making deposits through his his pastors, through his word. As you're studying, God is pouring in. And you and I are like a river. We have to have an inlet and an outlet. We all know what happens when one of those things gets messed up, right? When you know you don't have an outlet, you got problems. Inlet's a problem, you know, we got, we got, we can, I could probably use a little blockage on my inlet every once in a while. But when you have a blockage on the outlet, big problems. So we flow, so God pours in and we allow him to flow through our lives. We allow him to bless, we allow him to give through us, we allow him to touch lives through us. We're all different. But we have the same purpose, reach people, touch people, love people, watch what God can do through us. If we have a cap on it, is God able to do anything in here? No. So there's certain blockers that we have in our lives. And I feel like God's just been dealing with me lately on this. I've been in, in repentant mode because I want to make sure that I'm not limiting God's access of pouring into my life. Certain, you're all the way down to the cellular level, for those of you who are scientific or into, into just anatomy and physiology or anything like that, your body, each cell in your body is designed to receive and designed to, certain things are designed to block. These are things that are coming bad in your life, inside of you, your body's designed to reject it. Good things, your body's designed to accept it. God's spirit. The master plan is to deposit into you what you need. And you and I are receiving vessels for his glory so that we can distribute accordingly as he wills. I love the different dynamic between first and second service. It just goes different. There's a different demand. There's a different need. There's a different, uh, people have a different. And so God says in his word that he's gonna distribute accordingly as he wills by his spirit. It's fun. It's exciting. So we have different containers. We have different purposes. And we have blockers. Everybody say blocker. What can be a blocker from, from me? Well, we have different attitudes. We could have, we could have religion. We could have tradition. But God wants us to eliminate those. He wants to help us. So he wants to continue to pour into our life so that we can produce. We have to be hungry. Everybody say hungry. I said it while we were opening the service. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God wants us overflowing. He wants to pour into your life. There's such a joy unspeakable. I've just been preaching to myself lately. I've been having so much fun, just uh, giving myself the little bit of a boost. Like you can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I've got scheduling conflicts. I've got all these different things happening. I'm just like, I don't know how I can do it. I just have to trust God. God, you're the way maker. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You talk to any of the pastors, they're like, I don't know how we're gonna do everything we wanna do. You know how they do it? In Christ Jesus. God helping, God moving, God flowing. So I don't wanna let anything block his flow in my life. i like, this is slim. This is what my new look's gonna be right here. Nice. Nice and smooth. So we wanna be hungry. We understand that everything, and this, I'm just breaking this down just a little bit because this just helps me. We understand that everything visible was made by the invisible. God created the heavens and the earth out of his spoken word. I feel like God is emphasizing to me more than ever that I need to be speaking his word, declaring his word, prophesying my voice, agreeing with his word in the earth is what's going to produce. So in my life, I have the results of what I have spoken. In my life, I want to make changes. I want to see new things. God's an exciting new God. He's not stale. He's not old. He is fresh. And so I want to see that in my life every day. And I feel like God's telling me, I got to speak his word more, agree with his word, act on his word and walk in his word. Amen. So we understand that everything that is visible was first invisible, the power of the spoken word. We are created in his likeness and in his image. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which what shall not pass away. For by him, this is Colossians 1, 16 and 17, the first page. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, everybody say all things. Almost convinced me. Everybody say all things. All things. Yeah. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things consist. So God has designed us in his likeness and in his image and we are creating with the words of our mouth. We're allowing him to make a deposit into our life and we're developing that and we are activating it by faith in him and his word and we are speaking that out and we are creating with the same power that God has placed in us. We can, we can create things. We can move in it. We can change situations. You can, you can speak, over, speak over death and call it to life. Amen? Abraham said it was said for, about Abraham that he called those things not as though they were. And it was accounted to him as righteousness. Don't be afraid to call those things not as though they were. That's your faith. You're activating your faith according to his word. When you know his word, you know his will. Sometimes people have these religious statements and don't get mad at me if this is something you say. If it's the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's will. How do I know what the Lord's will is? His word is his will. Is it the Lord's will for you to prosper according to his word? Is it the Lord's will for you to prosper? Yes. A resounding yes. I almost convinced some of you. It's God's will for you to prosper. Is it God's will for you to be healed? Yes. Yes. A resounding yes. So should there be doubt in my mind that God wants to heal my body? No. Should there be doubt in your mind that God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers? No. We need to prosper. We need to be healthy. We need to be strong. Why? Because it takes a lot of energy. It takes finances to do the things that God's calling us to do as a body, to do as a church globally. I mean, you can talk to Michael for a few minutes. He'll tell you all kinds of problems around the world that he's seeing. And we're we're kind of in this place and things like that, but your mind gets expanded and opened up to see the reality of all the different things in the world. But God still cares. God still is reconciling humanity back to himself, and we are his ambassadors in the earth to do his work. Amen? So I have to tell you, he is the vine and we are the branches. In him we live, we move, we have our being. We're connected we're 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 not conformed but Romans 12:2 says we are transformed. So God is we're we're constantly transforming into what he's creating us to be and to continue to grow and to develop. I love that God didn't just save me and leave me where I was at. I've been horrible And Paul, after all the years he was preaching, he said he still had not apprehended. So it's a lifelong challenge. It's a lifelong journey of excitement to walk with God. Is there gonna be difficulties? Yes! How much more does God get the glory when you overcome a bigger obstacle? Don't look at these things. Have a different perspective. Look at opposition and obstacles. like That's a great opportunity for God to show up and show off. Because guess what? No one gets the glory but God when it's an impossible situation. When someone goes to the doctor and they say, oh, well, we don't know what happened. We didn't see this anymore. Guess who gets the glory? God. Why? Because no human can do anything without his power flowing through them. We can pray, we believe, and it's God's. We activate our faith in his word. And that's what produces his purpose in the plan and the situation that arises. And we're so blessed to have that. I can't imagine my life without having God, without having these people, they want to know the truth. They don't want religion. The young people I've talked to, they don't want tradition. They don't want religion. And I'm not saying all traditions are bad, but they want the real. They want the living reality, the truth that sets people free. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We are not conformed, but transformed. Out of your belly shall flow, the Bible says, rivers of living water. It's refreshing, We're refreshing to people around us. We want to release your power. Today, I'm here to tell you, release your power. Do you realize what's inside of you? Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's power in you to just boom and release. Set people free. Watch them healed. Watch all these different things happen. How? Because Christ in you. Our hope is in him and his hope is in us. Amen? So I went this year, I have literally been to the doctor more times this year than I have my whole entire life put together. I mean, it's just been crazy because I had this little thing on my nose and it was a little basal cell and I'll I'll try to keep it quick. It's a little basal cell carcinoma cancer. So they're like, we're going to cut this off. I'm like, oh, it sounds good. We'll get rid of it. So they checked it. They do their thing. And so I go in and I'm thinking, I'm going to be in and out of here. No problem. I'm going to be Boom, I'm in, I'm out, back to work tomorrow. Well, it didn't quite work out the way I had planned. Next thing you know, they're cutting and they're doing this stuff and then they're cutting some more and they're doing this inspection on it. And then they're like, they, it's pretty, actually pretty amazing because, and I'm super thankful because they actually go while you're there, this type of surgery and they check it under the microscope and make sure that all the, the skin cancers are gone and then they put you back together. So I had to sit there a few times and they put something on you and know, they oh, go ahead and hang out in the waiting room. We're gonna go check this out. So I got there at eight in the morning. I don't think I left till like one o'clock or something in the afternoon. So I would just go and come back, Got a little more, go, come back. Well, I still see some more. Yep, go, come back. So finally, I get there and they start putting it back together. And originally they were just gonna be, it was just small. I mean, it looks so small. Next thing you know, there's a hole in the side of my nose. I thought they were giving me a third nostril. (laughs) At least give me dual exhaust. You know, I wanna, I I wanna match. I need symmetry here. I was like, what are you guys going to do with that? So originally, we were just going to put a flap over it, you know, pull some skin from there. And they're just like, oh, you're going to have black and blue eyes. And you're going to have, me- you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like a little hole right here. What are you talking about? Black and blue and everything else. And then, you know, you're awake the whole time and you feel them just like, mm. And they're just like, mm. I felt like the lady climbed up on the. I'm like, what are you doing? Pulling on my face and everything else. I'm like, no wonder it takes four or six months to go back to normal. (laughs) It pull you all over the place. So she goes, we're going to do a graft and a flap. And I was like, oh, time out. Wait a minute here. We didn't talk about the graft. We didn't talk about where you're going to, it's like, oh yeah. And we're going to take it off of your face because it's the same skin of the skin that we had to take off. And I'm like, we time out. We didn't talk about that. And I said, Are you sure that's a good idea? And that just oh man, she was mad then. She's like, No, I'm gonna do the worst thing for you that I can. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're just talking about cutting holes in my face. I already have one, now you're gonna give me another one? Like I'm a model. No, you can't I have my mind. So I was like, so she go, she basically cuts a piece of skin off my face to fill with the other hole that they made in my face to put it all back together. Now, I know it's not quite, you know, there yet, but it's, uh, you know, it's coming back. It's coming back together. And basically, it's a process where your skin has to grow back together. And I just kept feeling the Spirit of God telling me, it's engrafted. You're engrafted into me. I'm the vine. You're the branches. It's a process. And you're starting to get nourishment from your body is feeding this new graft because it was cut completely off. And now I have a new piece that needs to be fed and put back together so it can grow and develop and come back to be a normal thing. And that's where I felt like we are engrafted in him. We're engrafted into his word. We're engrafted into his power, his plan, his purposes. And it's fragile. It's weak at first. I mean, I look like, Bobo the Clown at first, I had this golf ball looking bandage stitched to my face with the stitches. I was like, I could try out for uh, the carnival coming up here. And it took time. But just like the word of God says, and pastor's been preaching a lot about it in our time of just in your home groups and just different things hearing about the word so or so is the word so or so is the word what happens the immediately the devil does what he immediately comes to to, to steal it and John ten ten says the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but Jesus said I came to give you life and life more abundantly yeah. and so as this process as God is revealing things to you and he's and he's making deposits into you protect it Protect it with the word. Protect it with your prayers. Protect it and don't allow, because here's what happens. And I felt strongly about this in my spirit. We come to church or we're in prayer and we get fired up, we get inspired. You can do all things through Christ. Uh, you've got the victory. You're an overcomer. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Second Corinthians 2, 14. Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going out. I'm gonna conquer the world. I go out the door and I'm like oh man, I still got to deal with all this stuff? Uh, I guess I'm just back to reality. And then I just go on and struggle my way. Or I can look at it like, no, this is the reality. This is, it's the living reality of Christ in you, the hope of glory, that you are victorious, that you are an overcomer, even when it doesn't look like it. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're so blessed as a body. I, I just thought it was crazy. But God, when was talking about the skin graft, I put it in my notes. God will not leave a hole in you. He will not leave a hole in you. He will not put extra nostrils in for you. He designed you the way you are for a purpose. You only need two. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Thank God, right? Be <laughs> strange creatures running <throwing> around. <laughs> Cancer, all cancer is, is just abnormal growth. And in our lives, we gotta protect against it in the spiritual realm and the natural. But in the spiritual realm, there's things that are going to try to come. It's like weeds that try to choke out the truth of God's word. It's the voices of the world, the lies, the, uh, the disappointments and different things that God will use from people around you, your past, other people's personal bad experiences that will try to try to cause a cancer in your spirit And God wants to eliminate these things so that you can be productive, so that you can function properly. And so he will not leave a hole in you. He'll cut out the cancer of worldly thinking. Powerless philosophy. I was like, God, forgive me for, for falling in the trap sometimes of just going through the motions of powerless philosophy when it's in your power, it's in your word, it's living and active. And sharper than a two edged sword. So they won't, God won't mess up. When I mean, He knows how to cut, He doesn't leave the scar. He doesn't leave, you know, I've got a few more months going on here for sure. But, you know, God does it. He goes right to the point. He knows how to touch us. He knows how to heal us. He knows how to extract. And He knows how to graft like nobody's business. And He has grafted you into the vine. And we're branches and we're producing because he's flowing through our lives. And that's what brings our pastors such great joy is that we're walking in the truth. The perfect law of liberty. What is it? The perfect law of freedom that we live in. We're not gonna have time to go through all this today, but I'm glad that you have a copy of it. But God wants to deposit, he wants to develop, and he wants us to distribute. So Lord, where should I go from here? Okay, we're gonna skip a little bit, but... You can, you, can read, you can read some of these at home. I want you to come down to the development. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Just because we don't see it, what does that mean it doesn't exist? No. There are more than those who are for you than against you. Sometimes the devil likes you to feel like you're alone. There's the only one facing it, the only one dealing with it. And it was a, a story in the Old Testament where it was a young prophet. He was up on the mountain and he looked around and thought they were just going to overwhelm him, overtake him. And God opened his eyes into the spirit realm. And he looked around and he saw all the chariots of fire, all the angels, everything around him. And he said, wow, more who are for you than who are against you. Don't buy the lie. Don't be deceived. Don't allow, because he's a master deceiver. The Bible says in the end times, even the very elect, the people who know, they're supposed to know. They're gonna get tricked. They're gonna get duped. How do we avoid that? Staying in the word of truth. Yeah. Being engrafted into his word, engrafted into the vine and continuing to be the branches. They say, they say the number one thing, um, the number one problem, You know, some people think it's you know, diseases and all these other things. They said the number one problem is ignorance in the in the world and people say well ignorance is bliss or what you don't know can't hurt you but how many of you guys buy into any of that no what you don't know can't hurt you and ignorance is not bliss I have paid a lot of a price for being ignorant many times and I'm telling you what it was never blissful <laughs> I'm just being honest I make lots of mistakes and God corrects me a lot but that's okay because that's how you grow and develop don't allow condemnation to set in where you feel like you have no way out, and you can't be right, and you can't do it, and you might as well give up. That's the enemy. God will convict us, and He always makes a way of escape. He always allows access, and He opens a door for a way to go because He makes a way. He's the waymaker. So His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. He makes a way where there seems to be no way, but we got to be looking for it. So don't allow, don't allow that to come in. But in Hosea 4, 6, he said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Turn your Bible real quick. This is probably the, one of the last scriptures I'll read. And then, worship team, if you can get ready to come back. We'll do something special for our pastors, and we'll pray for you, too. I just started turning the wrong way. What am I doing? <clears throat> Amen. I do like this container, man. Isn't that slick? Maybe I'll have a little more style one of these days. Maybe the Lord will develop me and get rid of those handles. Love handles. So, good. 2 Peter. 2 Peter, this is, this is such a powerful scripture. I don't know why I didn't put it in your outline, but you'll have to just, just write it down and mark it in your Bible and you can meditate on it. 2 Peter chapter one verse number two grace and peace be multiplied to you through the what through the how how many you guys are with me okay i'll read it for you grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge everybody say knowledge. knowledge the knowledge of god and jesus our lord according to his divine power he has given to us all things everybody say all things Did he say three things? Did he say one thing? Maybe I'll just give them a little bit that pertains to life and godliness and they'll just have to figure it out the hard way. They'll just have to go stumble around through life, bunging their head, stubbing their toe and then figure it out. No, he said he's given us everything we need. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, worship team. When you come back and everybody, I want you to just bow your heads for just a moment. I want to pray. I want to pray a prayer. We're not leaving yet, but <clears throat> I just want to pray for you. Bow your heads, Father. I just thank you this morning as as we're getting ready to transition. If if you're here this morning and you are just you've been fighting it you maybe you're here and someone twisted your arm and brought you here or maybe maybe you just need a refreshing I'm not gonna call you up this morning but maybe you just need to get back on track or or you just whatever it is that you just know I just want this morning you just make that commitment between you and him that you're not looking back God is a way maker God is a God of moving forward Faith is now the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. He's not looking at your past. I love, I think, um, I forget, I think pastor, pastor says it and it, just, it always has stucks with me. God doesn't consult your past to determine your future. Fresh start every day, just like the dew on the grass that's starting to show up. It's fresh and new. Father, this morning, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your hand upon them. I thank you, Lord God, this morning that you touch each and, every, each and every person here today, Lord, the families that are represented, the names that are on the wall, Lord God, we're gonna see miracles. There's miracles in the house because Lord, it's your will, it's your word, it's your way, it's your plan, and we agree with it, Lord God. So Father, today, right now, we receive what you have for each and every one of us today. We thank you for it today. I'm gonna ask our pastors and the, and all of them, wives, pastors, Come on up real quick. I'm, gonna, I'm just so thankful for our pastors as they come. And I want to pray for them. And I just want to, I just, I'm so thankful you guys just stretch your hands towards our pastors. We're going to pray for them. And then we're going to take a special offering. We've never, ever done this before. And we're just so blessed. So if you are feeling led and just to, to give them something special, then we're going to do that today. So ushers, if you can help us, and we're just going to stretch hands. Ushers, if you'd help us with that. If you need an offering envelope and usher's um, help, and then we're going to stretch our hands toward them. I'm just going to maybe just turn around the other way first, and then I'll pray for you. I'll turn around and face, face the congregation for a minute. Actually, never turn around back to me. But I, don't want you, I, want you, I don't want you to see. I don't want you to see all the, this is secret stuff going on over here. Turn back around. All right. All right. So so I was just making sure you see. I mean, they know how to lead. They know how to follow directions. That's powerful. That was just a test. You guys all passed. You're wonderful. I'll never forget Pastor Tim and, and Pastor Eve and they came to our church. And I remember we were in prayer one night and I'd seen you guys a few times. And I remember, and I just, I just knew by the Holy Spirit, you know, when you just have a gut and you have a feeling about someone. And it was just like, I didn't know that they were missionaries traveling the world and preaching the gospel in places where people don't even want to go. They don't want to live. And they're making sacrifices in their life to do this. And I just, I just remember it was by the Holy Ghost. I said, Pastor, who is that? He goes, oh, that's Tim, Austin. I said, why don't we have him praying and helping and doing anything? I said, that dude is loaded. And Pastor goes, I know. And so I went up I remember that night, I asked him, hey man, will you come help me pray? We were doing a prayer service. And he was just in, both feet. And both of you, just been such a blessing to our church. I just want you to know, for those of you who don't know, just powerful, powerful couple have just have had training on just equipping people and transition training and, and counseling and just so blessed and such a blessing and made such sacrifices to serve us and, and serve others. So we're thankful and grateful as a church for that. And Pastor Sean and Dana have just been so close to me for so many years that I don't know my life would be without them. They're special and best friends for over 20 years. It's hard to find. You know, people say, "Oh, just look at my Facebook account. I got 500 friends. I got 3 million followers." Wait a minute. Let me check my Instagram post. Oh yeah. Look at all these people follow me. Guess what? They say if you can find a handful of friends, true ones, you're 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 blessed. I'm blessed. They've sacrificed when church now, you know, church is tough, the economy is tough, the church finances are always tight. Why? Because you're trying to do more for the community, you're trying to build, you're trying to grow, you're trying to expand. So it's hard for salaries and all these different things. And I've just watched them over the years, being in leadership, being on the board, seeing the sacrifices, you know, without getting in their personal information, but just seeing the sacrifices people to made, make to answer the call. We are so, so blessed. And this church wouldn't be what it is without you guys. So I just want to thank you. We appreciate you and our pastors. I couldn't say enough. In first service, like I said, I was out of control. You know, the people who missed this first service, I didn't. I didn't do what I was supposed to do the first service. So I let Janet down, but but she let me know, and I said, I'll straighten it out. Of service, give me another chance. Don't grab the cane, yank me off the stage yet. Give me give me one more chance before you throw me off stage, right? So so she did. She gave me another chance, but. We are so blessed, all joking aside, we are so blessed, so thankful pastors for what you guys have sacrificed, um, lived your life, examples that you've set. I mean, there's just certain things that you can't see without being a part of it. And so knowing, and we're so thankful to have people and leaders that their true joy is that we walk in the truth. Like Paul said, the no greater joy and I've seen it in my life. When you see people doing well, you guys are just like, yeah, so excited. And yes, there is times that are challenging, hurt, and we have pain and we have loss. And they'll cry with you, but they'll pray with you. They'll stand with you. They'll fight with you. And that's the kind of pastors I'm thankful for. So reach your hands out for them, to them, please. And we're gonna just bless them. Father. I'm so thankful for our pastors today, Father. I just thank you that each and every one of them is asking you for a greater level, for a greater, a greater level of your anointing, the the portions that you've given each and every one of them. Lord God, today I thank you that as we move forward, Lord, you're so proud of each and every one of them standing before us today we thank you Lord we ask you to bless them overflow increase financially Lord everything the anointing Lord the wisdom that they've been asking for I thank you they've been asking for it and you say that you're gonna give it to them father I thank you for the protection that you placed around them Lord as a body we pray for them we protect them Lord God we bless them so Lord today we just give you glory for them but we don't take it lightly we don't take it um, for granted but Lord, we are blessed and we want to thank you today and we want to thank them today as a body. And we give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name. Everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Let's give him a big hand.